Good morning. Welcome to worship at First Presbyterian Church of Columbus, Georgia. We're glad that you're here to join us as we worship God by offering our prayers and singing songs and listening to scripture. Please come in with us that we may worship God together. first lesson today comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, beginning with the first verse. Listen now to the Word of God. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind and to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon and from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, and that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, the second chapter. This is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. Let us listen that we may hear. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Jesus' mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone waters, water jars from the Jewish rite of purification. Each held 30 gallons. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called to the bridegroom, and he said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory 
and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. I grew up in a Baptist church, and it was a teetotaling Baptist church. And this story always presented problems for the pastor. He insisted that this was really about purifying the water. Go figure. I don't want to suggest that it was about any sort of libertine excess. It wasn't. In that day and time, wine was used because the alcohol helped clarify and purify the water. And they didn't have any great purification systems for their drinking water supply. So there are a variety of things that are going on in the mind of that. But today I want to have us think about what that may mean to us and where we are with this. Woody Allen, that great theologian or philosopher or whatever he is, Woody Allen is quoted as saying that 80% of success in life is showing up. And there's a lot of truth in that. Being present is important to getting things done. Being present is important to being connected. Jesus showed up. I think that some great comedian or great writer could take the story that John tells and provide some additions to it. It could almost be an episode of a sitcom on television. Did you, did you hear that? Hear the, the back and forth between Jesus and his mother? Because the mother is concerned. They have no wine. They're going to run out of things they need to serve. And Jesus says, it's not my problem. But then she goes behind his back and tells the those who are serving, do what he says, do what he says. There's a great uh, piece of, of drama and, and comedy in the, in the best sense of that word as to how that all might play itself out. Jesus showed up and by showing up was presented with an opportunity to respond and to share and to open something up to the people around him. Showing up is really, really important. But the question of how we show up is also important because we can show up sometimes and not want to engage. We can show up in ways that we don't express our appreciation and our connection for those who are with us. This past week, the U.S. House of Representatives was... Um, impaneled, or was it was called a session, and they took the oath of office. And there is a picture of um, a new representative from Kansas, Roger Marshall, taking the oath of office with the U.S., with the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. And there is Mr. Marshall standing, um, Mr. Ryan looking. They're looking at the camera. And holding the Bible is Mr. Marshall's 17-year-old son. You may have seen this. I can see by your reaction. You may have seen what it was. And he is dabbing. Do you know what dabbing is? 
If you've watched Cam Newton celebrate, you know it. You know what it is. It's doing this. So there's this picture. The Speaker of the House of Congress, of the House of Representatives, you're a father who is now a representative representing a district in Kansas and his son. I did hear one interpretation that what was happening was he was sneezing, but maybe not. I'm sure the family will have great laughs about it later on, and it's a great story. But it was, you know, it was an occasion. It was a, a, a time. So how do you show up for those times and occasions in life? We show up with our body, but we also show up with our spirit. And showing up with our spirit is important, what we mean with our spirit. And sometimes our bodies and our spirits are not in the same place. Sometimes we are still connected with people from whom we are separated physically by distance. Friendships can be sustained over time and distance. Romantic relationships can be as well. As the saying goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Connections in church are another way in which time and space can be transcended we are connected with Christians around the world who this day, some of whom at this very hour are also worshiping God, but we are connected with them. We may not feel that connection, but we are connected. The testimony that Dr. Ha gave witness to that, his presence here gives witness to the ways in which we are connected to others and how that makes a difference from where we begin to the ends of the earth, as it were. Being connected and being present is a matter of physical connection, but is also a matter of our emotional and our spiritual willingness to engage with others. There are in our lives and in our opportunities places for us to connect with other people, we make a difference here when we come together on Sunday and for other ways, but we also make a difference as we reach out and respond to those ways around us. As Dr. Hall lifted up, the men's prayer breakfast that meets on Thursday morning is a way of connection, and through that connection, those people who are there are connected to those who are not there and who are lifted up in prayer. The Abbey Ministry down the street that we support through Flint River Presbytery connects with that, as does the ways in which each one of you as an individual member shares your own calling in your own ministry. Dr. Ha shared his, one of his particular callings is to help reach out to international students at, at Columbus State and to provide them with understanding of and, and, and engagement with the Christian faith. And he has brought a number of them to this place, to various activities here at the church, and he has introduced me, and we've had connections with that. Each one of you, each one of us in this room, and each one of us who are gathered and, and connected in any way, we all have our particular ministries 
our particular opportunities, our particular ways of serving God together. As Jones uh, announced earlier, this coming Saturday, a group of people from Columbus is being organized to go to Albany to help with the cleanup from the tornadoes and the storms that came through there uh, several, uh, couple, several weeks ago. We are connected in different ways. We may not physically be able to make that trip, but we, through their presence, will be represented, and through supporting that presence by our utilization of our bus and our time and our energy, we will make a difference in that community. A number of years ago, tw almost 20 years ago now, the place where I lived had a tornado that came down my street, literally came down my street. So I know the difference that it makes when people from your church or people from other churches or people you don't even know show up in your yard and they start cleaning up the debris that is there and helping you put the pieces back together. That makes a difference. It may seem to be such a small thing, but it makes a huge difference in life. We are connected. We are connected, and by our connections, we are able to make a difference. The question is what kind of, one question is what kind of difference will we make? How will we use what we have? To use the business term, how will we leverage our faith to make a difference for Jesus Christ in the world? We use that in different ways by sharing God's love by sharing God's love and by sharing of what we have, our time, our talent, and yes, even our resources, our financial resources. And as we do that, we offer the world what God has given to us. We do what, what Jesus did. Not that we are Jesus, but we do, we follow in that pattern and in that practice. Rick Fry has written a poem that is based on the story of Jesus at the, at the wedding at Cana, and I want to share it with you. It's a modern-day version, if you will, of that story. I saw you leisurely hanging out on a couch, laughing at a joke the best man told. When your mother interrupted and whispered something in your ear, you were reluctant, but she was persistent and you transformed water into wine, and you blessed the party, and you made the wedding guest happy, and you kept the celebration going, not just for a week or for a year, but for a lifetime. A panoramic vision of blessing stretching from Cana to kingdom come. That's what Jesus did at the wedding at Cana. He didn't just change water into wine for them. He opened up a way of living, a way of sharing, a way of doing. He opened up a way to keep that celebration going, not just for a particular moment in time, but for a lifetime, for 
all time. That made a difference. In that time, in that place, and that makes a difference for us today here in this place. May we receive the difference that was made then so that we can share that difference now in this place, in our lives, in this world, for the sake and for the power of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. It's been a privilege to join you this day in worship. We're glad that you were here. First Presbyterian Church seeks to serve and minister in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor. Go in peace as you love and serve God.